Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, it's Will Friedell. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's Nikki. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. How y'all doing? Sounding really congested today. I don't know what's going on. Maybe allergies, uh, which is the cutest way to say allergies. Allegories. That's another way. Yeah. It's, that's the story of the allergy. What Have is you, an allegory? I think you're going to tell one later. It's a story about allergies. It's a story about Al Gore. <laughs> that sounds yeah, cute. Yeah. What happened to him? He really he came mean, up for like a year and then you never heard from him. I think he's him. probably still out there doing stuff. Yeah. I started watching Veep again. Speaking of Veeps last night. Chris came over and we were like, what do we want to watch? We needed a new show. We just finished Ultimatum, which I really recommend couples watching because you just like figure things out about your relationship based on whose side you're taking. And then you understand, you understand like how men would perceive something. It's just, it's a way, it's a healthy way to get into arguments that doesn't have any, there's no stake in it because there's people you don't know. You're like arguing through those people's dilemmas. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> And it just helps you see things yeah. their way. Um, but we were trying to find what else to watch, and we were going through so much stuff. I'm like, what about um, Don't Fuck With Cats? I was like, because I watched that with you and 
uh, came in long enough ago and, and Chris had never seen it. And I was like, I, I know that's one that like, it sounds like you don't want to see it because you hear about the cat's dying scene or whatever. It's just too much. That documentary is fucking amazing. Yeah, it was dope. Fucking, it's like Tinder Swindler person made it. It is so, we watched it and we're like, why did it take us so long to watch this? So I went to watch that again. He was like, I don't know if I'm up for, you know, YouTube cat murder. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I just <laughs> ate. So um, we, then it was like West Side Story because we had both wanted to see the new one. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know, Ansel Elgort. I'm just I feel like he got canceled recently. Canceled Elcourt is what I'm calling him. Oh. He did something weird that I'm, I don't even know. But I'm just like, I don't feel like looking at his face. And then um, and then we were going to watch. I forget. Anyway, we settled on, like we always do. We're like, do you want to start Veep again? Now, when you start Veep, do you start season one, episode oh, yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Because I've been watching Veep highlights recently just to celebrate, like when I can't sleep and stuff and how funny. Not to celebrate I can't sleep, but <laughs> just like bask in how funny it is. And I feel like that's been cheating because I just am getting every, it's like every best line from Veep and it literally is every line. It's just like watching the show because it's so There's good. no dead lines. No, no. There's no stopping. There's no so pausing. It made me want to watch it because um, I yesterday I listened to um, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, that podcast. I listened to the John Mulaney episode because I on the Conan subreddit, people were like, oh my God, John Mulaney is so quick and so funny. And I'm like, I just got to, Got to bask in it, admire it, just like, you know, bow down. And I went and listened to it. And I was listening to it when I was running. And I could not, I could not listen. I had to stop listening because my body would get like limp. And I'd be like, oh, I can't get up this hill because I was laughing so hard. It's just so fun. And I was like, as soon as I listened to one segment of theirs, like I was in my own head being so much funnier, like quicker. And I was like, I need to listen to more of this stuff. It's like going to the gym for comedy. What you expose yourself to is what will make I at least for me I get funnier with when I watch funny things I like start thinking in that kind of rhythm I like I want to be it so bad that I find a way to like chameleon it so I really recommend the latest podcast I sent Noah a clip from it because there was a part where John was talking about having kids and with Conan and they were describing um what it's like and he was saying Conan said that when Andy Richter had had kids before Conan had had his kids Conan was like what's it like and Andy was like it's like seeing the world in color like before you're seeing it in black and white it's like in the Wizard of Oz when she steps out and it's like suddenly the world is colored that's what it's like there's just a giant shift and then John said I just love it because you walk around with your baby and like you get to it's like watching a movie that you really love with someone who hasn't seen it and you get to see the movie again for the first time through their eyes which and then I sent the clip to Noah because um she had said that that's why she wanted to have kids was like, because I go, what's the reason to have kids? And it's like, oh, you get to like experience these things for the first time. And he was like, I never liked trees or yards or the outdoors. I'm an indoorsman. Like he was like, now I'm like my baby. You can just watch this baby look at trees and be like, ah, like with wonder. I mean, I could do get Chris a baby watching Veep or, with you, your little baby. <laughs> well, he's seen it before, but uh -oh. it'd be, uh, don't fuck with cats. Oh, yeah, or don't fuck with yeah. cats. Yeah, you wanted someone to have a new experience. I mean, it just sounded you. like, you know, hanging out with someone who's doing mushrooms, though, really, because that's what... Yeah, babies on acid. They just, like, yes. Imagine, see, yeah, you're seeing everything for the first time in color, so literally. have a baby or just hang out with a friend who's doing acid in the park. Yeah, and then just go to a fish concert and eat goo-goo balls or whatever the hell they're called. Goo-goo balls. <laughs> or goo balls. I've never heard of that. It's some kind of weed concoction. Mm. One time this, we were at a fish show and... um. 
this guy came up to us. He was all like on acid and stuff. And he's like, hey, man, my friend just got beat up by the cops. Can you spare some money to help him get him out? And my buddy looked at him. He goes, have you ever thought about joining a fraternity? And the guy was like so fucked up that he couldn't. It was such a weird response to tell a guy that's like, oh, fuck, man. Did my he do friend. it on purpose? Yeah, he like, was an asshole. Fuck with him? Yeah, it was, he fucked with a cat man. On Google, Google Balls. <laughs> I don't know. It was fucked up, but it was very funny yeah. at the time because just it's just such. Off so much. Yeah, I've yeah. It's it was rude and mean, mm. and I don't think we gave the guy money to help his friend get his friend out of. But the kid joined the fraternity, and he ended up becoming president. But it's just, have you ever done that to someone where it's like, I don't know. I've never so done that to someone, but I've had I've misheard people and thought they said something really weird <laughs> when I, I've had that moment of like. What did you just say to me? <laughs> Where, um, well, one time we were going to Six Flags when I was a kid and it was raining really hard and it was probably 1995. So it was like after Jurassic Park had come out, that's kind of contextualizing it. And the kid that was at the gate that we like pied the tickets before we drove in, he, he said to my dad, welcome to Jurassic Park. And my dad thought he said, get your ass in the park. <laughs> and my, I remember my dad being like, wait, what'd you say? Just like kind of like, yeah. just, like he said it in a friendly way. So my dad wasn't like, but he was just surprised that he would say this when there's a bunch of kids in this car. And he goes, he goes, welcome to Jurassic Park. He goes, oh, I thought you said get your ass in the park. And we thought that was the funniest damn thing ever. Dude, that reminds me. I was on a cruise and the lady had an accent that was, she goes, do you want a silver in a glass? Silver in a glass? Semen in a glass? <laughs> no, we kept thinking she was saying silver in a glass, but it was a souvenir glass. I don't know. It was just one of those things. Yes. I was so silly for, or or you go to Moe's, you know the taco place, and they go, "Welcome to Moe's," but it sounds like we're closed. Oh yeah. I don't know. Just another I silly. Someone used to at the subway I went to. The guy one time said, "Um, I walked in. And he goes, I work at Subway," <laughs> and I just go, "What?" And he goes, "Welcome to Subway." I go, "Oh, I thought you said <laughs> I work at Subway. Like you have to announce it." <laughs> Dude, I worked at a cheese. You know, I worked in grilled cheese for a yeah, while yeah. in New York, and grilled cheese. The manager they hired was this like very like flamboyant, loud guy who was trying to show that he was There's in a way charge. Of saying gay without saying gay. I don't know if he was gay. Oh, but flamboyant. Okay, usually flamboyant. I never connotates, but I'm just checking. yeah. I don't know if he was a gay. Or I mean, did I add an A, a in there? A gay man. You could just throw man, and then it sounds less inappropriate. Yeah, a gay. I did not mean to say that. Like uh, that's like saying a black. <laughs> I know, but if you say a black person, boom, you're okay. Yes, it was. It was not. That was a um, a Floridian slip. Sure, sure. So <laughs> instead of Floridian, yeah, that's not bad. That's good. Okay, quick, <laughs> quick, slow, turtle rabbit. Damn. So wait, where? Oh, so so every time he's like, I want you to be. I was the cashier, and he's like, he wanted me to do welcome to Moe's kind oh, of thing. Like the you know stole stone cold cold creamery stone cold sea Boston creamery where they have to like cheer and like, yes. laugh when you like tip. No one sing. wants to do that. The enthusiasm work, of like welcome to Bob. Like, it feels so fake and contrived, and I get it. Maybe it puts you. I don't think it puts the customer in a good mood. I feel like they're getting. They yelled say it at. to me at Starbucks sometimes. I know Starbucks partners out there. Oh, uh, what are they go, saying? Welcome to Starbucks. I don't hate it. I think if you're on the other end, you've worked at a restaurant. It just if. I don't know. I'm so real. You know that. About yeah, me. you. This was during your, you know, quiet and. So it was like, welcome to the melt shop. 
welcome to the ma-. and I and it was like the opening, so there was thousands of people coming in, like literally. You say it so many times, dude. I was having panic attacks T- to say it. No, when the line was so long as the cashier, you don't think a cashier would be a hard job, like. But when there's a thousand, like literally like hundreds of people. It's no, a, I believe it would be for you. So, yeah, such a it hard was. Job. And I kept looking Hung at the over, line. I kept trying look- to do an operating system that you don't understand. Holy shit. New to New York. Oh, boy. How I was, did you get a job there? I knew the owner. Okay. This guy Spencer, same birthday as me. From Mount Clair, New Jersey, where we oh. just were. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just gave me a job. I was sleeping on a couch for six months. When, how a, long? How did that end? Poorly. It, did You had a panic attack? I had a panic attack, attack, and I just left. And I go, I can't be here though the manager a different manager who was even above them had this like energy of like you're working 15 like like just this like stuff that's not needed like it, you're adding to something that's already stressful yeah so you're pr- projecting your stress of like trying to like ring like rein things in by like trying to control everything yeah and i just don't do well in that environment i was just like i'm I just I can't be here right now. I'm. She goes, if you leave, you're not coming back, and you're fired. And you were like, thank God. I was like, uh, okay. Could you have said that earlier? I was like, <laughs> I'm going out. I'm leaving. What was so job. stressful about it? My brain was just. Yeah, you weren't gonna go- do well in any. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done well on a bench to- by myself. <laughs> with no line at that time. <laughs> that was your new job after that. Well, I what had a job. What do you think you would have at- been good at? Like nothing. If- I mean, like, no, besides no, no, comedy, kidding. if you could have, yeah. like, well, not any job that you coach. enjoy, but what job would you be good at? I'm a good coach. Think? Coach. I'm good with, like, I'm not the head coach. I'm a good <laughs> assistant coach. Yes. Okay. Where I don't that's have. It's hilarious to want to be an assistant coach. <laughs> well, that's what I am on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's right. <laughs> but, like. But you have your own team yeah. over. You have your own team downstairs. No, I know. I, I look where Brenna's the assistant yeah, coach. You yeah, know, like you, you have aspirations to be a head coach in that in this world. I do. In under as long as the head coach doesn't have a big talking team. To, I was just talking about um, this to Chris last night, where we were talking about we were talking about I'm hiring these like interior uh, organizers to like organize my life, and um. I'm just stressed out about like we got into kind of an uh not an argument but a disagreement like he we got into like just a stalemate of like we both weren't feeling each other because he had set up like he had organized these people to come in he had called them I met them I met them here but he was here when they met like he did everything to get these women to come into my life and organize my house and they're like two women like from the home edit if you watch that Netflix show they're like build you shelves and they do everything. And my thought was that when he, Chris brought this up, I was like, yes, please. And like, they would just do everything and I wouldn't have to do anything. That's not the case. But once I get, once Chris called me with like, okay, I talked to them about, they, they, you know, surveyed everything and then they gave a quote. It was a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And which is fine. And I think I've talked about this before, but he goes, and they'll come in, like, let's find three days when you're in town. They, he gave me three days, and I go, I'm in town those three days. I want them to do it when I'm not in town. He's like, well, you have to be there. And I was like, but then I don't want them to do this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, then I'm just going to hire my friend to do it. Because I, my friend, I can just leave. Even though it won't be as good, I can just leave her. And I can. she won't be, like, mad at me. She'll just be like, oh, that's Nikki. She doesn't want to, like, yes. deal with this. Um, 
And you want like a home improvement situation where the family leaves and the the bus moves and it's done. That I don't even know what's happening. It's oh, a surprise. You should That's just get on HGTV and have them do it for you. <laughs> I know. If I, I, it would be aw- pretty awesome to do that because. I feel like I could do on the home edit, like the celebrity yes. edition of, of this kind of thing. I would have no problem having cameras come in. But I do feel like I'd have to be there for that even. And I don't want to yeah. be there for it. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> and, and so then he, so he told me, pick three days when you're in town. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to be there for it. He's like, well, you have to be there for some of it. So then he goes, okay, so I got it. So like, why don't you just make it so it's, they work two days when you're not there, but the first day you're there. So you can kind of just direct them. And so he took the original thing that was way too much for me and he whittled it down to like, just work them with them for like three hours one day. And what he didn't know was that that was also too much. But <laughs> I felt like he's already done me this huge yeah. favor of get, of negotiating. Organizing that, the organizers. That he doesn't have to, that Nikki is a little bit weird. And so now he's, because I'm always someone who's like, I don't like to be a burden. I don't like my anxieties and my weird things to like make people like, I'm, I don't know. I just felt bad that like he already was like called them back and was like, can she be there for like just one day instead? And you guys can be there alone the rest of the days. And but what he didn't. So I as soon as he said three hours in my head, he's thinking I got it down to three hours. That's nothing. She can do that. And in my head, I go, that's I thought it was zero. It's zero or nothing. I don't want to be involved. I will put the things in the room that I yeah, that I want in there. I'll put each item i'll throw it in the room and then they organize it and i leave like, i don't want to go through each thing and the hold up a shirt and be like yes no oh what's yes because i don't care about shoe i don't i have no <laughs> yeah. i have no preference there's if you go nikki what would you like your closet to look like i have no starting point to give you i don't have any uh, you know this is and, i and feel chris, this so chris much was like, i just what i just want to put this? myself out there nikki if i know you so well if you want me to come to st louis and be there with these People, I can totally do. I used to. I loved cleaning my friend's house. Oh. It would. I know. It would oh, I have so many friends feel so good. like you. I'm like that Nikki. are willing to do that. But Chris was like, "It's okay that you don't." And I go, "That's because he was upset that he had done all this work to get these women." And then I go, "I'm just gonna have my friend do it." He didn't know my inner panic of like I can't even do three hours because yeah. I felt bad saying to him. I can't do three hours because he'd be like, well, who do you think you are that you can just not talk to people that are working on your house? Like you have to be pleasant and let them in and say hi, you know, like and uh, that's all the things I'm projecting onto him thinking about me thinking I'm like too big time to like even talk to like people. But I've that's hired not to work. the case. But the no. thing is, I don't like to talk. I have anxiety about talking to people I, and like they if a maintenance man comes over, I don't want to be here for it. If someone comes over to fix the studio, I don't want to be here for it. I don't like because I feel like I have to be like, do you want some water? Um, uh, what about the, do you want these cords over here? I don't know. I don't care. I have no preference. There are a lot of women listening to this podcast. And, and Chris is like, why do you have so much shame about not wanting to be involved in this? And I'm like, why do you think? Because every single woman I know, Noah, every woman I know, men that I, I there's most men I know too love organization. I do not know a single woman who doesn't have a cleaner room than me, who doesn't like to decorate, who doesn't like to pick out wallpapers, who doesn't like to pick out paint colors, who doesn't like to pick out couches. I don't like any of that. And it makes me feel like I'm not a woman. It makes me feel the way men feel when they are emotional. It makes them feel a little gay. Like you might be feminine, which is like the worst thing to be as a man Mm -hmm. is feminine. That's how I was like trying to get Chris to understand. 
the way it feels for you to get really emotional and to say your feelings is the way I feel mm. when I'm forced to do something home repair that's supposed to just be like this natural thing for me to have. You know, whenever I design a set for my specials, they're like, so what do you want the background to look like? That, every male comic I talk to goes, oh, I never like weigh in on that. I don't care. And for some reason, women are expected to have some sort of like opinion when it comes to style and what they like and what they don't like when it comes to aesthetic stuff. And I am not a woman that cares about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know, I don't, he goes, just what, like, what's a color you like? I'm like, I don't go, I don't care about anything. I don't care about, I don't care about shelves. I don't want to learn about shelves. I have no curiosity yes. about shelves. I'm not scared of shelves. I don't care. It's, but you know what I'm scared of is not being a good woman and I don't want to face it. Well, here's the thing. I think it's like, I think you come from the same, like I'm very similar to you in the sense of these organizers, you've done this a million times. Your vision is better than better what than my vision. It's anything I might be like, well, I, I kind of like to reach for my shoes at a two foot yes. angle. So why is it not nice to go, I trust your vision. You do you. I'm going to like it. I promise you. Because it's for me, it would be better if I gave them. So, I do have some opinions. I'm just scared to yeah. get into it. And I... I have this anxiety about any new people. Like, and it's usually people I'm hiring to work for me that are like contractors. Like when it comes to like, oh, my sister's friends are coming tonight, they're in town. No anxiety. Yeah. About meeting people. For some reason, like people who are working for me, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to get to know them. I want them to do everything when I'm not there because I'm embarrassed of my space. I'm embarrassed of my taste. I want their judgment to be happening when I'm not in the other room. And a lot of times Someone, the plumber comes to fix the toilet or like whatever it is. Yeah. I go in the other room. I go, oh, it's just in there. And I direct him. And it seems rude. And I don't know where it comes from. But it, I know now, like through talking to Chris last night. It comes from your mom. Your it mom comes from my was, mom being yes. like, Nikki, you don't even know what you like. I heard that so much as a child. We would go out shopping. And she'd be like, do you like these jeans? And I go, I don't know. And she goes, you don't even know what you like. You don't even have an opinion about anything taste-wise. I don't like cooking. I don't ever, I don't have any interest in like, Ooh, baking things or meal prep or what? What is, when girls are like, "Oh my god, we got new cabinets!" I'm dead. I'm so excited. We're building this house from scratch. I can't feel more removed from my fellow human than that. And I feel. And Chris goes, "Why do you want to like things that you don't like? I don't understand." And I go, "But like, don't you ever feel like, man? I wish I liked." Of course. Doing that thing. I wish I like, liked reading like bigger books. I wish I liked. I don't know, being more uh, organized. I wish I, all these things. Yeah, of course. People have this all the time where they feel self-doubt about things. And he they doesn't. wish. He doesn't. I go, but what about like when you didn't, weren't as tall as you wanted to be? Didn't you like resent people that were like tall? And he's like, I mean, yeah, but I just also reason like, I'm one of the luckiest people that's ever been born in humanity, in the history of the world. Like the life that I have makes mm-hmm. me in the top point zero 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 one percent of all humans dating back forever. So like, yeah, if I was a little taller, it'd be great. Whereas for me, not being as pretty as my sister was like, God had smited me and like was like, yeah, there's something wrong yeah. with me. And I like, I fucking, I wanted to die because of it. I was like, I shouldn't even be alive because I'm not, if you're not the best at something, which brings me back to, I don't understand. I never understood people who didn't want to be famous. Yeah. I, I had no, I I couldn't believe everyone in my class when we were little, like sixth grade or whatever. What do you want to be when you grow up? Not everyone didn't want to go actress. Why would you not want that? Everyone loves you. 
you're beautiful, you're on TV, everyone knows you. Because what is I think that? even our generation, you needed a profession. Like that was told early on. You needed to be some kind of no nope. being an actress was the was crazy. Was what that's what I was told. The idea of me being an actor, my dad told me when I wanted to be a comedian, I want to play third base for the Yankees. It's not a realistic thing know, for most kids. But that's what I'm saying. A, a kid's dream, though. Kids are always saying astronaut, ballerina, yes. marine biologist, like veterinarian, like these things. That Those like, are still real jobs that comparatively. comparatively. I, no, astronaut is not a real job. I won't, I'm still astronaut, thinking about actor, doing it. Astronaut, actor, there's more astronauts or there's <laughs> more actors for sure. So there's. Well, nowadays, kids, everyone I'm wants to be famous. I'm not talking about people. I do not understand, though. I'm so grateful no one wants to be famous because it well, now everyone the competition. Wants to be. But no, they don't. I mean, I really thought my parents were going to be like so excited to be on a TV show. Like I was giving this gift to them. No, I'm talking about kids now. They want to be like viral oh. TikTok kind of famous. Well, but I, anyways, yes. I couldn't believe my parents yeah. were like, we don't really want to do this. And I'm like, but you raised me. And so I understand what Chris doesn't want to do it. He grew up a different way, but like. You, but you guys are my blood. Like, we think the same. How would you not want to be famous? But it's because they feel good enough about themselves. They don't need adoration from strangers. But I need more adoration from you guys. And we'll get some when we come back. This well, this assistant coach is going to help you. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Noah, what would you be if you weren't a radio show producer? I think if I had the brain for it, and this is just because of um, just because of something that happened recently, I just want to be a yeah. veterinarian. <laughs> I love that because you also when when Bruno died I know that you were like really taken aback by how amazing vets were to you like it I could tell you were like kind of blown away by your vet during that process and you had it again with Buzzy right so I had like such like a gentle experience with someone who had you know skills and knowledge that I don't have um and resources that I don't have and I was like helped without even asking for help so that just like it definitely opened me up to understanding that people who have skills that I don't they could do so much with it and maybe I need to look inward and do something with what I have to offer but I still haven't like signed up for any volunteer work or anything like that right like what can you do to help the world with the nice thing about volunteer work is like yeah tell us about it well I've never done it (laughs) And I don't know if you what, have what either. Nice but, uh, <laughs> I do lots of service work, mister. That Just for me. I don't talk about it all because you can't. Because you do it because you're not trying to get attention for it. All right. So, but I, just I do too, but I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to hell if you're lying about huh? that right now. What? You, you, I don't believe in hell. Okay, well, you're going you're gonna to stay on the third floor <laughs> of this apartment building. All right, I'd rather go to hell. <laughs> It's loud down there. I don't think hell's probably pretty quiet. Hell is no hell is loud, screaming, fire, the devil laughing. Um, no, I was just gonna say though the like we got in the comedy. The barrier of entry is easy. Like, but then what you what the the what of entry barrier of entry isn't that a word? I've never heard of that phrase, but I'm, I'm guessing is that a it's phrase barrier of entry. Yeah, I thought you were saying barrier of entry. Oh. No, Jurassic Park, huh? <laughs> Ham drips. So, do you mean the 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 how to get in? Yes. Yeah, you don't like have to like get a degree. You don't have to get a degree. You don't have to go to school for seven years. You don't have to like interview to get it. Yes. But then, you think it's an easy entry, but it's obviously not. Then it takes about eight years to get good at it and to actually succeed and make money at it. It fools you. Uh, look, volunteer work, you can just sign up and do it. But to be good at it, maybe it takes a little bit of time. I'm just saying, like, I like things like the idea of being a veterinarian, the idea of being a doctor, the idea of being a lawyer, the schooling, the applying, all that shit. I Too much. Frozen. 
paralyzed. Can't do. Same. So if you were going to do something that didn't take, like you could take that out, take that out of the equation of like, oh, I could just be it. See, I would like. See, those that's a different things. thing. I would like those things of like. Um, uh, I like. I like have. There's something appealing about getting my master's and then being like, okay, there's like a process. Then there's a test you take, and then you write a dissertation, and then you get a good enough like that. You have these bars because with comedy, it is so uh, fluid, and it's just like there's no actual like. There's like, oh, okay, I did a late night set. Yes. Oh, boom, got it done. Okay, I got a TV show. Boom, go, got it done. But like. I like having benchmarks of like you got through these things. So I think that that would appeal to me. But what do you mean? Like what's another thing like an Uber driver, like the best Uber driver? No, that- I'm just saying I think there's things that we don't do because obviously there takes and like being a veterinarian. You can't just be like, hey, I'm just going to. You could just waltz in here and be a veteran. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can't waltz. Yes, you could. You could just sign up for school. It's not free. It's not free. You have to apply. You can't just go to be like. You got to probably pass boards to go to veterinary I was thinking school. of going That's back to difficult. school, you know, like now as an adult, because I feel like, yeah. okay, I, I could definitely sit myself down and do homework yes. and study. But just thinking wow. about the whole application <laughs> process and loans and all of that, I'm just like, eh, forget it. <laughs> Next year. I know. That dog will find someone else. I don't know. When Kim Kardashian passed the baby bar, I got like jealous. <laughs> Because I could see like her studying and her having this like accomplishment like that she was so proud of. I was like, I want to do something. Like Pass I want to get back bar. to school. You'd be good at the baby bar. Yeah, I think I would be a good lawyer. I think you would, but I have no interest in it. Yeah. Even though that would be a good thing to give back. I mean, a lot of people get into law to be good people and to help. You know, pro bono. <laughs> Keep going. I was waiting. <laughs> Immigration law, family law, stuff like that. I saw Bono perform. Objection. Performed in uh, Kiev in Ukraine for free at like a bar. Did I say it wrong? Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, Ukraine. Um, I say Kiev. Is it Kiev, Fleur? Kiev. Kiev Schreiber? My my friend's mom worked at Kiev's bakery on King's Highway, so that's how we used to say it. Oh. Oh. On King's Highway? I thought it could have been Kiev. Wait, that's in St. Louis. Kiv? Oh, really? In Brooklyn, too? Yeah, we live close to King's Highway. Very close. Do you know the McCloskeys, those people, the gun-toting McCloskeys, you know, the ones that during the Black Lives Matter protests in St. Louis, those two old people on their front porch? Oh, yeah, yeah. That house is like, you could, I mean, BB gun distance from our apartment complex. I mean, there's homes that are gigantic here that are right in the public. I just saw on St. Louis Reddit yesterday... Someone took a picture of the, one of the McCloskey's cars and it's decked out in like an American flag, like wrapped up in it. And there's a picture of him because he's a senator, so state senator, so state representative, something. And there's a picture of it's like McCloskey, state rep. And it's him on his porch looking scared with the gun. It's the picture. And he's like proud of it now. It's now a branding when it should be the shameful thing. It made me sick. I hate those people. I hate our me. neighbors. Yeah. I mean, what 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 house is across from Straub's? That's that's it. Across it's King's Highway, it's lit up all the time. It's McCloskey's. Oh my god, that big like yeah. gray thing across King's yeah. Highway. Yeah, McCloskey's. I didn't know until I was walking Luigi, and there were these two tourists that were taking a picture, and he, she was like, "Get in, get it in the background." And I go, "What? What is that?" And they go, "Oh, McCloskey's." And I was like, "What? I live a block away from these fucking." 
Oh God! But they Sounds lean like into it. Company. They lean into it. They get positive yeah, reinforcement. Klosky factory. They go to their fucking country club, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's the McCloskey. Bang, 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 bang!" And they're like, "Yeah, drinks on me. Bang, bang!" Can you imagine being proud of? Trying to shoot at a Black Lives Matter protest and looking like little pussies on your front porch because a bunch of kids are just fighting for people to have equal rights. You losers. <laughs> Protecting your stupid stone house that looks like a, a above ground grave. A, like a, It looks like a tomb. Yeah, it did. I hate them with their du- like, and that woman's like holding the gun all wrong with frizzy hair. She looks like she just like got done feeding her parrots. No offense to parrot owners, I'm gonna be one someday. But she just looked, ugh. Being proud of that, yuck. Well, I hate anyone who likes those people. Stop listening to the podcast. I hate you. Yeah, all the McCloskeys out there. <laughs> I just hate no. these people that have like their trucks wrapped in like pictures of like a shirtless. Trump on like the cross. Are you being ironic? I wish. They, I wish they had a sense of humor. What is wrong with you? I don't know. The idea of idolizing anybody like that is just Your wild. dad did, but that was before he That was before president. he became president. Actually, my dad in my dad I I Dad's I, defense. Dad's defense. DD's as his lawyer, pro bono, no <laughs> money dad, although I better still be in the will. You're going to hell if I'm not. It's quiet. It's hot. Um my dad hates Trump post president. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, I'm not supposed to like. You're not supposed to meet hate with hate, with hate, but man, it's hard. I'm sorry for your well, whatever back brain Twitter. problem Did you, you see have. That? Elon, of course, because Elon, if, that's if what, Elon gets it, of course, that's yeah. what's going to happen. It's going to be the worst thing possible. He's going to win. Okay, because of Elon Musk. Do you think taking him off initially was He's actually win bad? Anyway. Because by the way, it doesn't matter if Trump wins or loses. He still thinks he won the last election. He's going to win this one, too, in his own mind. And this time, his supporters are not going to really put up with him not winning. Do you think taking him off the first time probably was bad? No, it was great. He went away. We didn't talk about him every day. He went away. It was great. He's going to, but no matter what, he's going to quote unquote win. Jack. Start looking. You know Jack from Twitter? Yeah. Tom's friend? Yeah. From MySpace? What do you say? They all have one name. Jack, Tom. Mark. (laughs) Mark. They're Mark! all like, oh god, they're all like one syllable dickhead names. Uh, he he regret he regrets taking Trump off because I think what it does is it makes him more powerful. Obviously, if he comes so back, we, in a way. Oh, if he comes back, yeah, it's gonna be like holy shit! Like it's gonna be he's his first tweet is gonna get eighty million likes because he it's was taken be away. So upsetting, publicity. And Trump is claiming that he's not coming back. He's gonna stay on. I don't even know what his is called. I think it's called Frumpy Dick or something. <laughs> Frumpy Digger. <laughs> um, um, anyhow, uh, yeah, so. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. It's Wednesday, folks. You know what that means? It is Wednesday. Hope you're having all the swells out there, unless you're the McCloskeys. I hope you shoot yourself. Uh, but In the you, foot. Yeah, but leave us the... Leave the door open so we can come in and uh, check out your big screen. All right. Um, do you know? Your big screen. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of not having self-awareness, uh, a South African pastor is given a lot of heat online after filming himself proposing to a grieving woman in the middle of her father's funeral, just mere feet <laughs> from the deceased's like coffin. Critics <laughs> accused the man of making the somber occasion about himself. <laughs> I love it. 
Is this a cultural thing, though? Again, we're talking about these like funerals in other oh, countries. Oh, like a Peru thing. Like I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like a dumb American who thinks anything outside of our country is like that's just the way they do it. I mean, but, I don't know if this is cultural. I mean, it seems. It's. What's the? Is there a video? Um, there Did she is say a yes? video. Did she say so yes? So apparently, she was it on the jumbotron. She seems to have accepted. And uh, See, this is a different, this is a weird, this is a religious thing. He's like, he was a pastor. So he has a God complex. He can do whatever he wants. He probably thought he was like. Do you think he had a thing with the dad? Like a, like an argument with the dad? Like, oh, you're dead now. Now I'm taking over. No, I bet it was like, this is your dad's wish. Oh. You know, this is all just. Yeah. He ordered that guy from I don't know. These are all kind of connected to like God and like religion and how weird it can be. I, well, uh, here's, here's what he said. Because you're, you're kind of close. He thanked God for being in his girlfriend's life during this difficult time. And he hoped that his proposal would help her come to terms with her father's passing. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I thought he would. So they were girlfriend and boyfriend. This wasn't out of the blue. You yeah, said a yeah, pastor. In a relationship. Just, he okay. just proposed to her at her father's funeral. Okay, that changes it for me. I thought it was just like some pastor that was like, I want this young girl to be my bride now. Oh, that would be oh, so weird. Oh, yeah, that's a way, that's way even different. Wait, read this headline again. There was no indication that they were together before this. Oh, well. I, I guess, feel like yeah, that's it's true. true. Yeah. Was I wrong? We both okay. heard Clickbait. it differently. Yeah. No, no, no. That makes okay. So that's why I thought it was a cultural thing of like, oh, we just worship the pastor in our community. <laughs> I and love so. that he picks the hottest <laughs> girl yeah, whose dad thought. just died. <laughs> I really did think that. Um, I get that people are always trying to. They don't know how to handle grief mm-hmm. or like their person they care about suffering, and they're just trying to make it stop by like here d- distraction. So he probably thought it was a good way. Oh, it's just not fair. I mean, if I was a woman, I'd be so pissed to be put on the I spot. I honestly would like it. Why? Because if let's just be honest, like if I was dating someone, yeah, and I was kind of waiting. We were at that point where it was like kind of waiting for this proposal. For your dad to die. Yeah, we were waiting for my dad to die before my, <laughs> so that we could take a dip in that pool whenever we want. Oh yeah. Um. Even there in the winter, take the thing off. Yeah, yeah. take the heat leaf, it up. Yeah, get those that like old uh, tarp of leaves out of there. <laughs> Scoop out the dead frogs and take a little. Uh, Tipsy noodle. Okay, I I think that um, I would like something. I am someone who, when I'm in pain, I want something to distract me from it. I okay. don't want to feel it. I don't want to like mourn my dad's loss. I don't want to focus on it. I want something to get me out of this. Something to lift my. Something to make me feel like there's a future after my dad dies. Okay. That's something nice. that's like okay. There, this is a huge life change, but here's another big change, so you can kind of pivot and not that it's the healthiest thing but i think i would like that i mean i was crying in couples therapy yesterday about like my dad's gonna die someday and like i want a partner who fulfills some of the things i get from my dad which is a weird thing to say of like you know like i want my husband to be like my my dad yeah but yep i just want my husband (laughs) is what i was saying to love me as much as my dad loves me that unconditional like you know dad love and my therapist was like well that's you know, that's a different, that's because, it's that's agape it. love. What? It's called agape. Yeah, like that it's just, uh, you, you can't help but love whatever mm-hmm. you like spawn, you're going to love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to do that with someone who you didn't spawn. Like, I don't want, you know, my boyfriend or my husband to, like, I'm not, I'm not like sexually, sexualizing that love. It's just like the kind of like 
thinks I hung the moon, love. My dad like thinks I'm the greatest thing that has ever happened to the world. Everything I do is amazing. What? My mom does not as much. My mom was on Instagram Live the other night. Right when you were on stage, I went on yeah. Instagram Live to tell people to watch the uh, reality show. And I go, Mom, I'm about to go on stage. Any requests for jokes? Literally any joke you can think of she that I've ever done. She couldn't think of one joke. Yeah. She's watched my act a million times. Was I hurt by that? No. If my dad said that, I would be shocked. Because my dad is someone who like watches literally everything I do. Um, which is not what I want in a partner, but I just want someone to like, you know, I, I, I crave like someone just being like, God, I just love watching you shine. That kind of thing, which Chris does. It's just like, I was just kind of having a freak out recently about like my dad dying and like, what the fuck is the point of me living if I, my dad dies? Because all I, I do everything so that he'll be like, you were so goddamn good on that. Yeah. That just feels so good. He doesn't. I don't want him to listen to every podcast. I don't even tell my dad when I'm on things. He gets so mad. He's like, "You were on Kelly Clarkson. You didn't tell us." Like he gets so upset, and I'm. So it's not like I'm like, "Daddy, look what I did." But when I do hear feedback from him of like, "That that song was so goddamn good." Yeah. It's there's something about it that makes me. And I know a lot of people don't have that in their lives. Their parents fucking suck, or like they never. And I feel I feel sad that I need. I feel embarrassed that I need it so much. Look. You know how many awnings your name sold for him? <laughs> yeah, it's even. <laughs> yeah, that's a shot, EJ. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> I don't think you watch this podcast or listen. <laughs> you might. Who knows? Come at me, bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, Chris proposed to me on my dad's funeral, <laughs> if you're listening. But it's religious <laughs> in a different country. <laughs> Go train okay, to be pastor. Okay, yes. Right for the next one? Um, boom, boom, she- boom. <laughs> Cheating and infidelity create attachment ambivalence, which means mixed or contradictory feelings about the other person. Duh. So when a deep and uh, healthfully dependent connection is unexpectedly damaged, you are traumatized. A trauma specialist says, terror increases the need for attachment, even if the source of comfort is also the source of the terror. Many betrayed partners find themselves in an emotional war with themselves. They look at their cheating partner and think, I love you, but I hate you. I need you close, but I can't stand to be in the same room as you. Oh, Thoughts wow. like that. I was reading on Reddit last night actually about someone that was like, how do you not cheat on your wife or girlfriend? Like as a man, like it was on too afraid to ask. And it was like, I want to fuck other people. What do I, but I love this. How do you do it? And every response was like, you just jerk off if you want to do it. And then you have post nut clarity. There was nothing about like, man, that feeling will go away if you love your woman enough. It was all like, (laughs) this is a feeling you will struggle with the rest of your life. Always consider is the emotional hurt I'm causing someone I love going to be worth this, this putting my dick in this. Like that, it was all like coping strategies that don't have anything to do with like, well, you need to make your relationship stronger. It's like, it's not about that. It's, it's about like, like have you just, thought about fucking an animal? <laughs> like, like, yes, like just yes. don't fuck a human, fuck a goat, know, and then everything's don't do cool. That to animals, huh? Yeah, please don't do. Fucking no, animals. like wear a condom. Yeah, <laughs> no, not going in there. Make sure you're in an. Just um, don't do it at their dad's. Funeral. An open barn relationship. <laughs> an open barn. Um. Uh, yeah, it was it. I loved it because there was nothing. There was nothing being soft about like your wife is someone that you'll just naturally feel. It was someone who was asking the question who wasn't married, but was like, "I'm, 
I would like to be married someday. How the fuck am I going to want to not fuck anyone else? And they were like, no, that will never go away. And this is saying even after the fact, after it happens, you still love them. You still want to be with them while you hate them tremendously. Well, that, that's what they said was in this thing that I'm hearing there is the emotional trauma it causes someone that you cheat on is so much worse. It, and it is almost irrep- like unrepairable. And, and in a lot of ways, like, you know, Esther Perel always says, you will never have the relationship that you had before this After infidelity. Yeah. You have to start a new relationship. This new relationship is one in which you were cheated on and like it could be a different, but it's not, you will never have back the relationship you had before the infidelity, which is maybe not a bad thing because more, you know, honest, there's more honesty in this new relationship, but you can't live in a world where that didn't happen ever again. Like, and that's what the people in the Reddit thing were referencing of like, know that this isn't just you getting your dick wet one time. Yes. If you get caught, there's there will be reverberations throughout the rest of your life and you will cause someone you love so much emotional damage that you cannot predict or understand and it's not the action it's the trust aspect it's both but <clears throat> yeah I, I like the i think drew michael had the bit about like oh no i cheated it was just it just happened and it's like here's the 40 ways it ha- like you met at the bar you talked to him you did this there's like 15 20 things that led to it. There's something about I was drunk that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. If someone cheats because as someone who was drunk, I did a lot of things I do not stand by. I didn't really want to do. It wasn't like, oh, this is my secret desire yeah. to tell this person I love them or to get on top of that car and dance. Like all the things I've done <laughs> to jump that fence with flip flops and break my heel. These aren't things that I was like, I would love to do them. I can't <laughs> wait. I just need to get drunk. I was a nitty. I'm stupid when you're drunk. So there's something about being drunk that I... Truly, ha- you know, when my ex-boyfriend made out with a girl when he was drunk and said, I thought it was you, he I knew he did. That wasn't an excuse. Like, he got so <laughs> dumb when he drank. Like, he was just, he wouldn't make sense. Did you sense. see this girl? Did she look like you at all? She had blonde hair, and it was yeah. in a setting that we always hung out. Like, he yeah. just was missing me. And, like, I know people are like, oh, yeah, right, Nikki, you're so, so gullible. No, no this guy it. was yeah, literally I mentally... I. I don't know if you can say the word retarded, but I he would be on par with someone with like like he would be a mentally disabled person sometimes when he drank. It was so scary. So when he was like, I thought it was you, I just was like, I know you did. Like, yeah, some people, you know, people I, get drunk because she had cold, a cold sore. And, oh, that's why I was mad. I was like, we've seen that girl before, and she had an active cold sore. What the fuck were you doing? That was what made me mad. Gotcha. I really didn't care. The uh, the Otherwise, whole like you. <laughs> You say you're honest when you're drunk. Like, there's a lot of things with like people will like hold you accountable even more so because yes. that's who you really are. Yes, dude. There's times where I'm fucked up. I was not. I'm not that person. I'm not honest at all when I'm drunk. <laughs> I would always say the opposite, actually, of what I meant. Like, I would yeah. always tell girls, "I love you." Oh my god, I want to be friends. Like, I would always say I, in the morning, I'd go, "Why did I say the opposite of what I meant to that person?" And it's because I drunk. There was, there are times though when you have like a secret that you're like, you want to tell someone, and you need to, and you need that liquid courage, quote unquote. Alcohol dumb makes you dumb, so everything that's telling you don't say this. This isn't the right thing to do. That goes away, and then you do the dumb thing. So there are times where you do speak the truth because the the, the stuff yes. that's keeping you from saying the truth falls away because you're stupid or when you drink. But for me, it would always make me say that do the opposite. So it's so weird to like. If you got caught cheating and you were hammered and like you don't even remember the fuck like it's just like a 
you know, if you're blacked out and yeah. you cheat yes. and it ruins your whole life. You had like three kids and you just were just fucked up one night. Yeah. You don't even remember your dick being in the, you know what I mean? And that yeah. moment, your life is forever changed of a moment that you can't even remember. God, that's got to be fucking, oh, fucking alcohol. I, it's alcohol, but it's also like, I don't know, just like. If I got cheated on, I would be hurt because of the lie, like yeah. you said, more than like the act. Like I just don't. No, I know, but it's like a lie that like you weren't even. No, I understand yeah. you saying like it does, but yeah, and yeah. even after you come, you also go, "What was? Why was? Was that worth it? <laughs> yeah, it's who like, was that guy? That was a werewolf. You get drunk with horniness, yeah. like yeah. even if you're not drunk, like women need to understand that men when they get really horny and they're presented with like fresh wet puss that wants them like it's as if they're so drunk yes it's you almost be horny drunk for sure yeah you do you've done dumb things when you're horny and you go i just should have jerked off and then Ugh. i wouldn't have driven 45 miles yes fucked a cactus i thought that was the best advice just jerk off and i always i used to have a bit about it women if you don't want your husband to cheat on you before he leaves make him jerk off yeah or blow him like Guy with an empty bag of nuts <laughs> is not going to cheat on you. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, you know, there's no desire there. It's like you, you're, you don't, don't go out and eat. Okay, well then feed him a huge meal beforehand. It's like going to rob a bank and you give a guy a gun and you go, hey, there's no bullets, and you're like, okay, well I'm not gonna. Yeah, not, what am I gonna pistol whip someone with my dick? <laughs> you know, but with my soft dick, <laughs> I won't even fucking. Leave a mark. God, I am so hot. I cannot get You're comfortable. Hot? Oh, really? I'm just sweating constantly. I'm so sweaty. I'm just like <laughs> feel repulsive in my own skin. I'm PMSing. I'm like sorry. I'm about to start my period and I'm just sweaty. Let's take a break and come back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Uh, why do I care? Why do I care? Adam Sandler throws his daughter a star-studded bat mitzvah. Oh, yeah. Spade was that that, I think, because the other night we were texting or something, and he was like, yeah, I just left a kid's party. And he didn't say who. He's so cool that he didn't tell me that he was at this insanely awesome... I connected the dots after I saw this headline. I'm like, God damn it. Yes, it was a candy-themed birthday party with Jennifer Aniston, Charlie yeah. Puth, Halsey, <laughs> Taylor Lautner, and some TikTok stars. How did Lautner get involved? Invited. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Since he's been in the werewolf Twilight movie. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, I want, it is weird why Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston are friends. I know that Puth is in there. Like, I don't know how they got to know him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Maybe sure the daughter's, daughter's a obsessed. Fan. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, my bar mitzvah, I had two cutouts of baseball players. That's it. What really? Yeah, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, Bash Brothers. Wait, Mark my, McGuire? No, but he was just cut like a cutout. I know, this, but like a cardinal. <laughs> no, no, this is when he was on the A's. Ew, why? My theme was baseball. But why I had Mark baseball- McGuire? From did anyone even know him before St. Louis? I just loved his forearms as a kid. <laughs> Was that the only one they had at the shop? I don't. Yeah, actually, the more I think about it, I don't think the shop had a ton of options. I don't think it was like a fat head back then. I think you got what was in the shop. Jose Canseco is such a great name. It's a great name. Uh, Mark McGuire, they're both like. They're both steroid freaks that hit the ball about 700 feet. Did you have a theme for your bat mitzvah, Noah? I did not have a bat mitzvah because I don't like being the center of attention. So I never did any I don't of those understand things. Understand you? Barry didn't Ventura. go to prom. Didn't go to graduation. Didn't have a bar mitzvah. Didn't want any of it. Whoa! Whoa! Did it like birthday parties? I would. the The truth is, I was always really embarrassed of our apartment, and to oh. think that I would be inviting kids from my class home mortified me so i was mortified just like, i would feel the same way no party. i kind of felt that way About with my, my bar mitzvah because it was all i went to an all-christian <laughs> school they've never been to a bar like it was like going to yeah the moon for them they're like i've never seen this many jews y'all there's more than two they of you they were just hanging out with jose and mark yeah they're like well yeah we'll just fucking hang out with the christian guys <laughs> yeah oh my god i just remember being obsessed with one of the dancers at the bar mitzvah party and just like following her everywhere. One of the dancers. Yeah, one of the older dancers. What? What do you mean a dancer? We had dancers at the party that like got the shit going with the DJ. 
Oh, so she was like an older girl yeah. that was like hired as part of the. I did that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Like there was a there was a singer on a cruise when I was like fourteen, who like I was really into and like. Yeah, they were like celebrities almost. Yeah, I guess so. But boy, was oh I God. obsessed. I wasn't paying attention at all to the girls in my grade, and that was like my time to shine. I just made some. They money. were unattainable. Who the dancer? Yeah, yeah. You had no chance, and yeah. so there was no. You know, uh, it's like no pursuing a guy of, uh, in a yeah. relationship or like a like having a celebrity crush. Like you're never gonna get them. There's no like. <laughs> yeah. There's no risk. No, in we fucked. Oh, really? Yeah, I was drunk though, so it wasn't pedophilia. <laughs> I one time with my sister, <laughs> we were so in funny Florida. That, that the kid was drunk. So it didn't count. Oh right. Yeah. Anyways, 13. go ahead. Yeah. I was with my sister in Florida. My my dad was at some like cable convention. We got to go to this amazing resort in Florida when I was a kid, and they had this amazing party at this resort. And I'll never forget they hired mermaids to swim in the pool at night and just be like these mysterious mermaids. <laughs> and my sister and I were so creeped out, but also fascinated by yeah. them because they weren't like talking and they were just like they were really swimming. like sirens kind of thing. They were like. It was a, such a cool thing to do at this huge pool that like, you know, one of those pools that had different like channels and like, so there was these mermaids were just, they weren't talking to each other. They weren't talking. They were, we did it. We almost were like, are they real mermaids? Like there was something. <laughs> and I just remember my sister and I being so creeped out yet intrigued. I mean, I'm still, I am creeped out by anyone who's playing a character at a party, well, a mascot. Yes. Uh, Goofy. Who's yeah? Oh, like what's I going on in there? I understand children. I understand children who like mascots less than I understand women who like redesigning closets. I feel less connected to children. I just couldn't understand why a child they scared would me want to walk up to someone who is clearly, first of all, not the cartoon you see on TV. This guy <laughs> is it's way bigger and it's made of cloth. Yeah, and like and it moves like a human. It's not like there's it's. And it ruins the car- cartoons is a world where it's like it's real. And then you take these characters out of the cart. It's just like, what is this? Imagine What's being on the other end children too. who like that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine having to fucking be a mermaid and you're like either hungover or having a, a bad day? I a way to test if your child's an idiot, an IQ test for a child. Oh, to see if it actually thinks it's if goofy? If your child likes mascots, you... Your child might be special. Like, yeah, we'll probably make out with someone that thinks it's you. No offense to your kid sore. if they, they like. I, I mean, I just, my sister and I were scared of those because we would, we were cunning enough to know that these, I don't even think cunning's the right word, oh. to know that they were men in there, even when we were little, and that even if we didn't know they were men, we knew there was something off about it. Like, you were smarter than me. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of the person inside it. I didn't think that far ahead. No, I, I just was didn't like just, that. I yes, just didn't that's what like I'm saying. that. Like, you just know it's off. Yes, there's something not right about it. It isn't goofy. It isn't Tweety Bird. There, it's not. It's it's not Mickey. That's something else, and I don't like it. And it better stay the fuck away from me. I was, you were watching the dancer. I was watching Mickey the whole time, <laughs> being like, I hope that guy to. does not come around here. I would get so scared. <laughs> I like that you have though an idea that there is a real Mickey, and he's just not there. <laughs> yeah, the, a cartoon world is real in this another realm. I didn't think it was like real in like I no, can find I know, it no, no, I know. But I know. stay in a cartoon world. I don't want you. Yeah. Walking around, yeah. You Ronald ruined, Mc- and why are Ronald you so McDonald quiet? Never was a fan. Oh God, clowns are disgusting. Clowns scare the shit out of me. It's another thing of like, what are you? Are you a human or are you not? Well, it are you ru- dancer? The movie It ruined it. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it ruined it. What about the character It in the Adam's Family? I liked that guy, the big thing of hair. 
I don't know. I loved Adam's family. Interesting. Loved Adam's family. I don't know. I never really I mean, they watched didn't show it as up at a parties, kid. though. All right. Um, let's get to our Wednesday segment. It is time for... Andrew's succinct short story circle segment. <laughs> that guy sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, I, I, I haven't told... I don't think I've told this story in... Stop me if I'm wrong, but I think it could be fun considering I was really fucked up when it happened. But you know the story. You cheated with Goofy? Yeah, I f- sucked Goofy's <laughs> cock while Pluto pegged me. Okay. But it was like... Do you know that Pluto's not a real... Isn't a dog? What is he? No, that's just a pl- Pluto isn't a planet joke. Oh. Uh, Didn't really work. Well, he wasn't a dog for a year, and then we found out he was actually a dog, which is fucking wild. But he wasn't a dog for a year? Pluto, the planet, came back, I think. No, it didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Pluto is just a guy, the planet, some guy inside there. That's how small. Did you know it is. that Jupiter is the next closest planet after Mars? You told me that. I had to I Google that. It. Well, Jupiter, fucking, dude, something's going on over there. What do you mean? It's got a big old fucking hole. It's like cr- circle constant thing. Hur- hurricanes. Yeah, dude, that fucking planet's going off. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, we go through each planet. I got a, I got a lot. Anyway, so the story. So I end up. I'm in New Orleans. I'm visiting back to college. Uh, I, you know, I came back. I'm, I, I feel cool, but you don't. I'm, I'm just young enough where it's still cool to come back to college. You know what I mean? I think you still have friends there. Yeah, I still had friends there. There's an age where it stops feeling cool, and you start feeling like, like thirty-seven. A predator. Yeah, it was last year when I fucking <laughs> no, went back it, to. There, I think it's when everyone that was in college when you were at college is now graduated. Yes. Four years. Yes. So I go back. I'm like 23. I never do ecstasy, really. I've done it maybe twice in my life. I take it that night, and I'm hanging out with my two buddies. And earlier- Did you take it because you, like, you wanted... It was just a drug. There wasn't like, oh, I want to feel... I want to dance tonight or... You know. I just wanted... I, I think my two friends took it, so it yeah. was peer pressure. And, um, and so they took it, and then... I remember seeing the lead singer Sum 41 at a club before I even got to the bar and being like, I was really into Sum 41. I don't know what it was. I was too old probably what for What was it. there one song? I'm in too deep yeah. and I'm trying to... And they had... I love little. that you don't even know the second when I lyric. Went with the taco. Their most popular song, you're such a fan, you don't even know the Fat second lip. lyric. To. These are the kids that we do back in high school. No, because I'm in too deep. And I'm trying to sleep. No, just try. I'm in too deep. I know this, and I don't even know Sum 41. Something and I'm in trying my to keep, keep what goes on in all the thoughts, thoughts in my head. Instead, instead, I'm going psycho. You were not a Sum 41 fan. I don't believe it. I but swear go to on. God, I really was. There's an Indian guy that How was the guitarist. How you wouldn't know their chorus of the most popular song, even one word of it, is absurd to me. This is how drunk I was okay, okay. back then. Go on. So I'm hammered. I take the ecstasy. Didn't really kick in that hard, but I see the lead singer, and I'm like, I just note it that he was there, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Then an hour later, I go to this bar called The Boot, which is the campus bar. I don't know if you had it at Kansas where – it was like the main bar where everyone went. There yes. were fights there. It was it was the Wild West. for. <laughs> and if you were an outsider going into this bar, I didn't care who you were, you're going to get treated. If you think you're better than anyone in college, people are so insecure, they're going to want to fight you. Right. Or they're going to want to embarrass you. Okay. 
So Derek Wibley comes in and he's like the number one, like, fuck everybody. I'm fucking. Remember, he had like the whole. He, he was like fl- dating Avril Lavigne. Yeah, he was flicking everyone off. He was like a punk. Oh, he was. Okay. Okay. So you're not going to punk us, you know, because we're fucking. Mm-hmm. We're the punks. Mm-hmm. You can't punk a punk. Like, that's literally the thought process. So I go up to him and I'm like, dude, you're my favorite band. You're some 41. <laughs> I fucking love you. You're like the Beatles for me. I love that one song. I'm in too deep. You, you keep, you finish it. And then, um, and, and he's like, all right, come find me later and I'll give you tickets for the show. I go, all right, dude, that's awesome. So I'm back with glow sticks, whatever, fucking, I don't know, like just feeling the fucking whatever Bon Jovi music. And then my buddy went up to Derek Wibley and he was on cocaine. And again, like this is this, oh, before this, they gave him a shot of piss. The bartender gave some 41 and all their friends piss shots. Wait, who's piss? The bartender's piss. No way. Yes. What? Did they know? They didn't order it. That is so That's disgusting. The kind of bar, I know. This is the kind of bar that we're talking about. Is that legal? Because they were just like, these guys are famous. And yeah, they're they famous. They Let's give them a shot of piss, a cold piss. Because they're so jealous because they're getting laid more than they are. Of, and, yeah. yeah. And they're oh. fucking Avril Lavigne and he's a fucking millionaire. Let's give him. Welcome okay. to New Orleans. Millionaire? And he kind of liked the piss. I'm not going to lie. Nah. It seemed like he enjoyed it. Millionaire? You saw him take the piss? Yeah, he took the piss. Okay. I'm not taking the piss out of you. Yeah. He took it. <laughs> he loved it. He put the piss in him. <laughs> Pistol. So uh, he takes the piss. My buddy goes up to him. He's like, holy shit, you're that band. You sing all the small things. And he didn't really know if he was fucking with him. You did him. better with that song, by the way. Because I didn't go in the second <laughs> All the small things, true care, true things. I'll take know. one look. You're my best. So he goes, that's not my song. Yeah. And my buddy goes, oh, dude, my bad. My bad. And he leaves. He comes Was your buddy trying to fuck with him? Yes. Oh, okay. He's a piece of shit. They're all pieces of shit in this bar. Yeah. They're so all they were pieces just of trolling shit. these poor guys from some 41 just because yeah. yes. they were in a band. And Did they ask them if they wanted to be in a fraternity? Is it that guy? Is probably that guy's friend. Okay. So he goes. God, back they're all to so jealous. This is what happens oh, to men yeah. all the time to famous men. Like people are so rude to famous yes. guys because they are so jealous they're getting more pussy than them. That's all it was. Yeah. And it was just like they want the story of I'm the guy that took down the celebrity. Yeah. So he goes back to Derek Wibley and he goes, "Dude, you sing Stacy's mom got it going on. You're all I want." And and he goes, that's not my fucking song. He's catching on now that the guy's fucking with him. He picks his nose and flicks off my buddy. And my buddy picks his nose and flicks him what off. What is this? this King Lear? <laughs> yeah, it's like an old like. Like a Shakespearean yeah. like, you know, they used to like. Like I bite my tongue at you or I bite my, yeah, you know, like um, my, my, th- my I, thumb. Yeah, that's what exactly. Like one of those And I'm things. watching it on ecstasy and I'm just like, yeah. what is going, like, how is this real life, you know? Oh and then Derek Wibley takes his drink and threw it in my friend Joe's face. Was this all inside? All inside. At a really like, ra- like loud, raucous rowdy, bar. Like, Are girls trying to get around this guy because he's famous? Or like he's he- this bar is so out of control that like you don't really know what's really like. How did you even know some forty? Like you recognized the guy yeah. because you were such a fan. Mm-hmm. And he had really spiky hair. Did, were they in town? Did you know on. they were in town? Well, I saw him earlier in the night. Oh, that's right. But so, like early in the night, did you know they were in town? Or were you just no. like, holy shit, that's Derek? Yeah, it's, holy shit, that's Derek Wibley, dude. He's got a leather jacket on and he fucks Avril Lavigne kind of thing. Did you get a leather jacket later that week? I took his. So, so no. So, so then the fight, 
didn't start inside the bar. They both get kicked out of the bar. You have Derek Wibley and like maybe 20 random people that want to fight for, you know, a lot of people stick up for a celebrity just because he's a celebrity, you know? And they all have like chain wallets. Like that's how you know they're to some 41. And then you have all these frat guys that are all pieces of shit wanting to fight these 20 like kind of. And I would say they were more nerdy, you know? Yeah. And they're about to fight. And it's like fucking like insane, like like testosterone, like crazy. And I'm like, I get this idea that I'm going to solve. I'm going to. On ecstasy. You're going to broker peace. I'm going to freaking Buddha this thing. I'm going to Dalai Lama it. And I get in the middle. And I was like, no, dude. This is like one of my favorite bands. <laughs> I don't think we should fight Joe. They're good guys. And like, I don't know if they thought I was being sarcastic because I was so like nice. And like, you're I think they're just done being fucked with. Yeah. So you're telling your friends back off them. I'm telling everyone back, back off. This is. This is not the fight you want. These are good guys that play. They have that one song that I kind of know. And Joe's like, whatever. So then the guy next to fucking Derek Wibley, also in a leather jacket, pushes me. And I was on ecstasy. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck me. You know. No, yeah, it felt was, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you fucking slap me with your mm. cock? So, no, so he hits me. And I, I didn't know how to respond. All I did, I just, I threw him. Like, like a little kid. This guy must have been 115 pounds. So the leather, I, I, the guy flew. I'm not kidding. Like seven. Like there was a time where he was in the air and it was quiet. You know what I mean? Like there was like, it was all slow mo. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, like a tumbleweed went by, and then he hits his head on the car and he's knocked out. And everyone, it's just quiet. Like you could hear a pin drop, literally. And I just turn to Derek Wibley and I go, so you think I could still get tickets for tomorrow's show? <laughs> right after this happened. Right after. And I'm not kidding. The I don't timing, understand why that would happen. Well, he told me to come find him later for to get tickets for the show. But, so you look over at his the friend you just threw, yeah. his head on the sidewalk bleeding, and then you just He wasn't back bleeding, but he was knocked Did out. you realize it was funny to do that? Yes. Okay, so you were being funny. I was being funny, but I was also like, like... I really wanted to be his friend. Like, I still, like, because maybe I was on ecstasy. Like, I still wanted him to like Even me. though that was his friend you just threw. Yes. Yes. But he hit me first. So I thought Derek would have seen that and been like, been you know like, what? You know what? You're a better friend to me than this guy. <laughs> you I know like what? You got backstage. Yeah. Yeah. What if he was like, backstage, man? Do you want Do you want to share my leather jacket? <laughs> he takes it off and he just puts it on you and you feel like you're part of the. I'm part of, like, the greasers now. Yes, I was thinking about Anyway, so final thought, I guess. I keep saying Final it. thought. Uh, I, um, he goes, no, dude, you killed my friend. That's you killed my friend? Or like he said, you hurt my friend or something. And I was like, I was like, yeah, sorry about that. And then a fight just breaks out and the brawl breaks out, like full on brawl. And all these like some 41 guys are getting beat up. Like it's bad. Like people are getting knocked out, like straight out Wild West shit. And where are you? I'm not fighting. I'm at that point. You're I really didn't want to push your tickets to come. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'm already at the stadium. I'm in. The, I'm talking to the security guy. Like, dude, the show's not for three days. Like, I'm no, no. But I know. Why they're- did they get into town so early? No, to hang out. I guess it was the day before you hang out in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So I end up. So then Derek Wibley 
runs away. And if you've seen Braveheart, you know, like the king that gets away from and sees all the people fighting for him die. And he's like, he, safe. Yeah. And cowardly. Cowardly. And he's like 300, maybe like 100 yards away, which would be 300 feet. Uh, so he's like, and he's flicking us all off with the guy that I pushed. And he's flicking us off. And oh, that guy like, didn't die. The guy, oh. did, no, I hope not. Maybe later from natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so he's flicking us all off. And then for some reason, my ego now is hurt because I You're didn't get flicked off. And, and you didn't get, get his friendship. Yeah, his I didn't get his friendship. It's not about the ticket of the show, it's about him liking me. And so I run towards him. But even on ecstasy, I'm slower than my two friends that ran past me and just started fighting the one guy that I already like pushed. Where are they? I picture them up on like a, a on ridge. A hill. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. where are they though? They're actually just near the library. <laughs> <laughs> so they start fighting and my buddy starts beating up Derek Wibley. Now he's getting he's like, I just remember him going, Oh dude, no, nah, dude, no. Nah. Dude. Your friend or Derek? No, Derek. Oh shit! Got his ass whooped. <gasps> really? Yeah. Did he? Was he able to perform the next night? I never looked into it. You think really? I what? You did? Did you ever look at like maybe he's told this story before somewhere or? So yeah. So that. So that. Rem so I found the. Ar so the next day, page six wrote an article because my friend called it in, <laughs> and it said some forty-one gets taste of southern discomfort. And yeah, it's so good. It's so good. We showed them. Don't Trust come me, down I'm not here, bragging. Canadian punkers. Yeah, yeah. So that's you can find. It's hard to find the story for some reason. Like, yeah, under that name because it was written in 1983 before yeah, the internet. It was written yeah, with a feather pen. It's so funny, like stuff. When you read articles from like 1992 online, you're like, oh, how did they digitize this? Like there was just, yeah, things get buried. Yeah, so so we couldn't find that. I can't find that. Art. I, I'm sure someone could probably find it. But there's another article where he talks about how these frat guys fought him in New Orleans. Oh, nice. Oh, there's a, uh, so I, I looked online in the news. Some 41 cancels tour while Derek Wibley recovers from attack. But this happened in a bar in Japan in 2010. So I guess this is something oh. that, they're, that they do. So maybe, maybe I was in Japan. Yeah. Could I have been in? <laughs> That's how fucked I up I was. I think you're turning Japanese. Yeah, maybe. What's the next lyric? Kyoto? I think you're turning Japanese. <laughs> you never heard that song? Uh -uh. I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. You've never heard that song? Maybe I didn't know. No, have you ever heard? I don't think I yes, knew. Yes, it's about it, masturbating, right? Really? Well, what's the chorus? Yeah, I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Turn and then what's more? Keep going. I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. That's basically it. Yeah. I don't. Whoa. What year? This is like my. It's an '80s song, but it's like was played so. much. It's like such a, um, just like a, a campy song that people are, like. They play a lot in movies. Like it's. It's really well known. That reminds me of my joke where it's like anytime the song Save Tonight, Save Tonight, tonight. I think it's funny to just go, what is this song? I never heard of this. And people go, no. And yeah. you go, no, I never heard it. Yeah. But just I really never what, heard that one. I cannot believe that has missed you. I might have That's heard really it, good but one. I didn't know he was saying Japanese. If that doesn't ring a bell to you, because I'm pretty, I think I'm even on key on that. Can I ask a question? Did you ever look at Marion? Is she dying? Marion, what's going on with you? Oh, is your tail a wagon? 
Look at her little tail going. You are cute as hell. Did you ever see a celebrity or, or remember meeting a celebrity before you got into comedy? See like, one every day in the mirror. Um, before I got into comedy? That's a good question. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode. Okay. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Guys, do not be cut. And Jack, Jack Frost. I was going to do Frost. Really? Oh, that's Fine. so wild. <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.